We are three best friends living on three corners of the country. Wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Elisa, and this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. On this week's episode of A3 Life, we talk about and give some tips on how to host an event for your team, both online and offline. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Let's start with live events, live opportunities, whatever you and your team call it for your business. The idea is we always want more eyes and ears on our business and products, right? So um, a great way to do that, obviously, is are hosting these events. And, you know, hosting these events, like Ali kind of talked about earlier on our live, for those who don't know, we do um, talk Tuesday on our Facebook live before we record this. So every Tuesday, there's a talk Tuesday on our Facebook live, um, on a three life. And Allie talked a little bit about, um, this week, it was her team's first one. And she's like, they had 25 people there. That was amazing. So don't get too caught up in the numbers. I think that's going to be kind of my first tip. When I think about getting to these live events, you don't have to have a hundred people. You don't have to have this huge event. You don't have to have a corporate member. You don't have to have the top star of your company to host these events. So I think mine would be, don't get super caught up on the numbers of attendees. It's more of like the quality and, and what you're going to present to them. Do either one of you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Um, we're both just looking at each other. Oh, um, no, I completely agree. Um, I think, you know, the purpose of having an event, like you said, is to get more eyes in front of your opportunity, whether it's your products or what, whatever it is that you have, you know, and as well, your opportunity. So, I mean, that's really your key, getting people there. And sometimes it just starts with one. Like, so, I mean, you know, if you're new to your business or if you don't have a big local team or whatever, um, doing meetings is a great way to start kind of growing your local, um, your local team, you know? So even if, you know, you're hanging up flyers or you're making some, a Facebook invite and you're doing all this stuff, even if it's only a couple people that show up, that's okay. Because one turns into two, turns into three, turns into four. And so, you know, I wouldn't stress so much on numbers. I know like I've heard people over and over like, well, I don't have a local team. I really can't have a meeting. Listen, the meeting can be something small. It doesn't have to be what we think of like this big, huge, elaborate thing. A meeting could be meeting one or two people at Starbucks and talking about, you know, what your offer is. Um, you know, a meeting could be, you know, a, a local library and, and having five or 10 people, you know, I mean, there it's, or it could mean, you know, getting a hotel room and having hundreds of people, whatever it is that you have, you know, you just need to get going. You just need to get people in front of what you're doing. And although online is amazing and online meetings and events are amazing, um, to me, I feel like there is something to be said about physically, you know, physically being present in front of people. So, yeah. And I think that that would be one of my number one tips too, is to set an intention for the meeting. Like, what do you hope to accomplish. So when you talk about like live events or um, getting togethers, get it, get togethers or meetings or whatever it is that you guys want to call them. Um, it doesn't have to be some 
big like recruiting thing. Um, some of the, whenever um, my upline and I who live in the same area, we're just getting started. It was five of us in a local free room that was available to us on a Wednesday night with a bottle of wine. And we got to ask questions about things we didn't understand. So, you know, if we wanted more information about the products that we sell, or we wanted, we didn't quite understand a promotion or a, how to get to a rank or whatever our, our questions were, we got that opportunity to, to sit together and that created bonds and friendships and a chance to learn about something that you were unsure of. But if your intention is to, to have a, a meeting where product is sold or, um, or people are recruited into the business, then you need to, to, you need to go into it knowing what the intention of that meeting is. If it's just a little sit down, get together, if it's a coffee date with some people to go over the comp plan, if it's whatever you want to do, you need to set that intention and then you need to market and advertise and, and, um, treat that meeting the way that it deserves depending on the intention for the meeting. Yeah, I love that. And another one, I want to point something out that Ali said, there's so many different roles. Um, one could be just like getting together with your team. It could just be like a social thing. I know Alicia and her team do, did that a lot when she lived out there, um, when she lived in Washington, Idaho area, her team, because she did have a local team, a big local team and same to you, Ali. It's like, you know, or like last weekend, we got together at Kaylee's house and had a work together Saturday. So when we talk about these live events, yes, there's different spectrums, different plans, different ideas, and they're equally as important. I think just simply getting together with your team socially, super important. Getting together and training, super important. Um, getting together, asking questions, brainstorming. Um, and then obviously, like we said, you know, if it's to recruit people into the business or share it. So um, one of the tools that I know is really good that Alicia's had success with at her, like we'll call it opportunity meeting or trying to get people into the business to share that with them is the experience center. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Alicia, and you can talk a little bit about that. If people do have products that people can actually experience. Yeah, I think that's, you know, important. I mean, like, it's great to get up there and, and talk and, and, you know, say things about your products and what it is that you have to offer. But when people get to actually, you know, taste and touch and smell, um, it's, it's a whole different experience. And so, you know, we started doing at events, you know, kind of setting up tables, wrapping around the backside of the room and having different stations, you know, different experience stations. So whether you're somebody who has oils or you're somebody who has makeup or you're somebody who has health and wellness supplements, or you have, you know, whatever it is that you have in your business. I mean, hosting an event is, is amazing and having your products there is amazing, but actually like having the things that people can experience. I mean, you have no idea like the impact it is on somebody when they can actually get there and, and taste it and, you know, just smell it. I mean, it's just, it's really kind of stepped up the game a bit, you know, I mean, especially for us because we are in health and wellness. And so a lot of times we just had like our table set up front with the products and we would just talk about them and kind of hold it up, you know, but there's something different um, that I think people get out of it when 
you know, like maybe, you know, if you have a protein shake or whatever, you know, and you can mix it up and they can actually try it, you know, or you make some, you know, if you're an oil person, you're making some, you know, rollers or whatever, and people can smell it and roll it on, you know, it just, that little extra goes a long way. Let's talk a little bit about time. What is your ideal timeline, ladies? Like, what do you think is about right for a meeting like that? Like the amount of time people are willing to sacrifice for an event like that. Where do you try to keep it at? Keep it under? What are your ideas for that? Well, I think that some of the important factors outside of going over, you know, if we're talking about it like a, a, a meeting in which you hope for people to learn more about the products, learn more about the business, um, get to sample the products, et cetera. So if you're talking about like guest about, space, yeah, like, like where, where you would be inviting people that are not in the business or not taking the products, where you'd be inviting guests. Um, I want to say like a maximum of two hours total. Now that's from start to finish, meaning there's kind of like some fellowship time to hang out and introduce yourselves in the beginning. Then you do your, your presentations and then there's an opportunity at the end for more questions, um, time together, test, you know, sampling the products. Um, and so, and so I would say maximum total. I think the presentation itself probably shouldn't be more than like an hour. Um, but you have to kind of have those buffers of time where people get to get the opportunity to meet you, ask their questions, sample products, all that extra stuff. Agreed. Well, and it makes me think of, I'm just going to refer back to Alicia's last year that we had. And um, I think she did such a great event hosting that. So we kind of had like a pre thing where there was like a workout session. Now, obviously that was people that are already you know, involved in it. And we invited guests. Guests could come to that as well. But that was, you know, more distributor side, like, hey, we're gonna have a quick workout, then we're gonna do this, da 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 da. So it was kind of like a longer event, but more so like you said, Allie, depending on the audience, if and I agree with you on that. I mean, me, that presentation should be more than 30, 45 minutes max, because you're going to lose their interest. Now, people that are already engaged and invested in this, this is their business. I feel like they have a little more time to give and they're a little more engaged and, you know, they're a little more invested. Do you have any more on that, Alicia? No, I mean, I kind of um, agree with, um, with Allie in the sense where, you know, you do have to have, you know, that kind of buffer time because people um, do want to come in. They want to meet you. They want to, you know, I mean, I mean, some of the people, you know, may be also, you know, distributors and they might be, you know, coming from a ways away and haven't got to see you or meet you. And then, you know, also guests, you might have, you know, team members who brought somebody and you want the chance for them to be able to introduce their guests and stuff. So I do kind of like that fellowship time like that. Um, and then the meeting, yeah, you know, the product presentation and then the opportunity part of the uh, meeting where you're presenting the business. I, would try to keep that hour ish. <laughs> Not gonna, I mean, listen, we've had it go under and we've had it go over, you know, but I mean, I think I would try to stay within those lines and then leave time after, you know, for one, you're going to have your cleanup. You're going to, you know, people like to get pictures. They like to, you know, there's just different things. So I think a two hour window for a meeting is pretty good. But like you said, like, I mean, we, you know, tried it a little different last time. And um, we had some, you know, like before stuff with the workout. And so again, that was like a, an allotted extra time for that. But um, I think it was okay. I think it worked okay. Yeah, I think so too. It was, it was fine. So let's talk a little bit about, um, and I think this goes for both live events and online events, the importance of sharing testimonies, whatever, not just you sharing your testimony, 
having guests and people in the audience spend some time sharing their testimony because it's great if the presenter is talking about, you know, if I'm hosting and I'm presenting and this is so great and drink this and eat this and try this, but to have real live people in the audience kind of stand up and share their personal testimony, I think that makes a big difference and it's hugely important both online and, you know, at a live event. It's kind of like third party validation. So I think that's yeah, a huge tip that I would say. I think especially if you're going to be sharing about products, you want, you want to have people willing to share things that you may not be able to like explicitly say about the products. People are able to share their benefits that they've experienced without you having to make any kind of claim that it does this or helps with that or benefits that people are able to share their very real experiences. And you can say, you know, like if you're with the health and wellness is always the one we go to because that's the industry that we're in. But you're able to say, look at this person that's in this room that's lost 100 pounds, that's lost 50 pounds, that's lost 30 pounds, that have had this health benefit or this lifestyle benefit. And, you know, they weren't able to walk to the mailbox at one time and now they're registered for their first mini marathon or whatever it is. Like you have real people that they can physically see, touch, interact with that have have had the experience that maybe they're hoping to have with the products. You want to hit those pain points for people so that they know the benefits. And, but also on that same note, you know, when you have those on those in-person events, we're talking about like timeframes and stuff, people are going to want to get chatty and they're going to want to ask questions that seem a little bit off the beaten path, you know? So I want to encourage, encourage you guys when you're doing your meetings try to have an idea in mind of what you want to accomplish and then stick to that schedule. And then when you ask somebody to speak at your event and share a testimony, for example, tell them this needs to be two to three minutes, three to five minutes, whatever time frame you have allotted for that thing. And then make sure that it doesn't drag on. So then if you give them a time frame, they know not to just say, hi, my name is Allie. I've lost uh, 56 pounds and this product is super awesome. And then it's over and that took 15 seconds and you were expecting five minutes worth of testimony. But then they also know, I don't need your dog's name, your kid's name, where everybody goes to high school how many times you pooped last week. Like they know that they have an expectation of only five minutes. So that goes both ways. But then also if there's like a question that comes up that is kind of like we're going down a rabbit hole or we're going a little off base, it gives you the opportunity if you have that buffer for the, like the fellowship time to hang out before or after to say, I want to make sure that I get through this stuff right now, but get with me afterwards and we can chat about that after the meeting's over. Yeah, no. I think that's that's a great tip to, to give kind of boundaries and stick to a schedule um, because it's going to happen. Um, all right, now let's talk about the most important thing to me, in my opinion, that we hear the most about and people that struggle with. How do we get butts in the seat? Like, how do we get people to these events? Because in this, this digital age that we live in, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, online calls or you know, that aspect after this, but you know, how do you get people in the seat? Like, what is your best recommendation for actually getting people there? Well, for me, an, a big one is hopefully you are allowing enough time for advertising and then advertising it and promoting it properly. Meaning that you 
or maybe doing your research into actually reaching out and inviting people to come, telling them a few benefits of what they may get to hear about or learn about or what the product does, um, or maybe the the business side of things. Listen, I know that you've reached out to me a few times about earning some extra money. This is going to be an opportunity for us to actually sit down. You get to hear from other people besides me. Um, and get to be in a room of people. So I would love to invite you, you know, to be here with us and then giving yourself that buffer of time to actually advertise it, you know, advertise it on Facebook, reach out and actually invite people. Don't just expect people to show up. Um, and then, you know, maybe printing out, if you live in a small area, there's places all over our little town to post flyers and things like that. I think those are effective as well. Um, people, some place where people are going to see that all the time, maybe at their local gym, at their grocery store, um, whatever it may be, and then giving away something. Give something away. I don't care what it is. I I agree, no, I, I agree with that too, and I think you know there's nothing wrong with incentivizing stuff, you know, because ultimately you want to get people in front of what you have. So, and I mean, incentivize in both ways. I mean, we usually give away things at the meetings to the guests to encourage people to come and listen. And, you know, like, I mean, most companies have something, you know, something of, you know, not a, uh, your, you know, top valued item, but something, you know, maybe a trial or a sample of something. Um, and you can incentivize, pe incentivize people to come and try it. But then also on top of that, like I've always found like incentivizing your team to like really get out there and, you know, invite people and get as many guests, you know, like whoever gets them, you know, the most guests, you know, goes into a drawing for this. Like, I'm not opposed to that either. I think that works really well incentivizing both ways, if that makes sense. And well, and I think the importance of like making it part of your team culture, like, like from day one, making events, anyone's event on the team, not up, upline, downline, sideline, crossline, whatever it is, like just from day one, making those events super special and kind of creating that from the beginning, you know, whether it's one people or a hundred people, um, kind of pushing and promoting towards that as a team, as kind of like a team yes. value. And, you know, like give, you know, give the members of your team you know, different things to be part, you know, everyone has a job and everyone's doing different things. So everybody, feels and they love that they do because then everybody feels like they're doing it together. You know, this is your thing. This is your team event. Everyone's working together. Everyone's, you know, it, I feel like they will invest more into getting, you know, um, people in the seats when they feel like they're part of it. Yeah. Agreed. You know, they feel valued. What I was going to say is, you know, um, teaching your team how to invite to this sort of thing is important. And the way that you teach them to invite can be translated over into the other, the other part that we're going to talk about, which is the online portion. Um, but, you know, teaching them things like go to your Facebook list and make and go to your friends and make a list of people that you want to invite to this and then send the invite. And what should the invite say? The invite should be, you know, I have this thing coming up. Here's what's covered. Here's your chance to, to win something. Um, you know, a free sample. Here's your chance to learn a little bit more about this or that. 
Um, and then making sure that you mark down the people that said yes, the people that said maybe, or the people that said, let me check my schedule so that in a few days before the meeting, you're able to be like, Hey, I just wanted to remind you the meeting is on Saturday. Um, I can't wait to see you. Da, 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 da. And then, um, also so that when those people do show up for you, you can check back with them after the meeting and, and figure out, you know, maybe they were, they thought of something later or they didn't want to ask in front of other people and they have questions. So teaching them that method of what real inviting looks like is important because people may not know, they don't know how to invite. So if you, if you say, we're doing this, this is what we're going to cover now go invite people and here's how you do it. Then you're equipping them with everything they need to, to know to be successful. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's huge because we can talk about it. And I think that that's what everyone says is like, how do we get people there? So that's cool. So that's a little bit about in-person live events. I hope, I hope that was helpful. And let's talk about how that kind of transitions. There's a lot of similarities into an online event or online hosting event or things like that. So let's shift gears and talk a little bit like, oh, you know, let's do it online. So what does an online hosting event look like? What are the steps? Who do we involve? Who do we ask? How do we create that a little bit? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Like I said, there's a lot of similarities in my mind, but obviously it's all virtual. So let's kind of shift gears and go to online. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's nothing, I mean, like I said, we've said it, a, I feel like a million times, but there's nothing that compares to the face-to-face -face interaction as far as building a relationship goes. But on the flip side of that, when it comes to getting eyes on what you're doing, there is nothing that you could do that's going to get you the eyes and the visibility and the views that an online event is going to get you. It, I mean, I've been, you know, I myself along with my sponsor have hosted meetings with well over 150 people in seats at a meeting. I, I've seen it happen, it can happen, but the amount of time and effort and money and um, promotion and uh, just the the wearing that it takes that it puts on somebody to put on an event that big is is a big undertaking. Whereas the three of us have hosted an online event that has like over twenty thousand views on it and had over like fifteen thousand within the first hour of it being online. There's nothing that you can do face to face that compares. To that as far as getting eyes on it and if we're going to be honest like we're in such um an internet <laughs> an internet society i mean people do not always like to be bothered and and you hate to say like your events bothering people but do you know what i mean like people like to do things from home my gosh we grocery shop from home you like you know there's there's amazon and i mean look ali and elisa are, are shopping online at walmart it's like people like the convenience of not having to get up get dressed go somewhere so you know having you know um an online <clears throat> an online event is actually um you're going to reach, I feel like, you know, a whole, a whole lot more people. I mean, not just because obviously like you can get all the eyes, but just because some people you cannot make get their butts to an event, but you know, people will usually, um, jump on a Facebook event. They can hide, they can wear no pants. They can be in their pajamas. They can do whatever they want. You know what I mean? It's less intimidating. Yeah. They can be at a baseball game. It's portable. 
um, am like you all, do I think they're as engaged as an in-person one? No, no, I don't. I don't think they get the whole, but it's at least introducing them to the idea or the concept or the product. But no, you, you know, you're right. Um, people are not going to be as engaged, I'm sure, because, you know, I mean, it, it's online. When you do things online, you do lose that personal touch a bit. But again, you definitely have the potential to get a whole lot more eyes in front of whatever it is you're, you know, you're offering. So I think the biggest thing with the online one is the time thing. I don't feel like you have two hours. You do not have two hours with a live online event. You just, you just don't. Um, so like Allie talked about, we have done it. Ours were what, about an hour, Allie? And I feel like we really rushed it to get it done in an hour and it still ended up being an hour. I think that the more you do it, the more that you can kind of keep chipping away at the time you get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better yeah. things go a little faster and a little smoother and that helps but you know I think anywhere in that 20 to 30 35 minute time frame for online is good especially if you take any like questions or if you do have testimonies you know um, you're allowing kind of like a, a welcome and a product overview a business overview um, sharing any promotions, answering questions, and then done, you know. And I should add, we have live testimonies on there too. We'll have guests come on. It's pre-planned. Um, we're running a chat with them, you know, kind of telling them, all right, you're up next, blah, 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 blah. But we do incorporate live testimonies into those live calls too. So ideally just a rundown. Allie and I will do a product overview. We kind of bounce back and forth. She talks about one, I talk about one, blah, blah, blah. Um, we do some giveaways. That's definitely something we do. We invite people to share it or create a watch party. That's huge. If you're going to do this, make sure you're going to ask people to share, invite, start a watch party, whatever that looks like. Um, and then something else I wanted to add, Allie, we created it as an event and then we went live in the event is what we did. Yeah. And then it gave us the opportunity. And I mean, maybe we should try to try it out both ways. Maybe pick somebody's profile to do it on and then compare it to the two that we've done within an event. But I was really happy with the ones that we did in the event. Um, page. So I guess I would be curious to see what the differences are there, but um, you know, we did them at nighttime. So people were home and sitting down and willing to watch something. It wasn't interrupting their lives in any way, or if they were out doing something, they could pop an earbud in or listen to it in the car or whatever. Um, so the timing is, you know, time of day is important for these types of events. Um, but we, with the event, we were able to um, promote the event, invite people to the event, and then ask our friends and team members to go post on the discussion for the event and share a testimony. So they were already like constantly being filled with like excitement and previews of what they were about to get before the event. Um, and it went really well. And then we actually, when we hosted this, hosted it for all three of our downlines. And then we just asked that if somebody was interested that they say they were interested use the keywords we were asking them to use like weight loss or business or opportunity or Christmas cash or whatever the things that we were talking about at that time um, were about 
um, we just asked them to tag the person that invited them in the video so that everybody continued to work with the person that they were working with. So we, the three of us have a lot of experience in the business and the products. So we said, let us, all you guys have to do is get your people to watch the video tonight at 9 PM or whatever, and we'll do the work for you and you get to reap the benefits of it. So it kind of, it's a collaborative that way. And I can say I got no complaints about customers being stolen or somebody ordering from the wrong. And I will say, think of all the people, like when we did do this alley, like how much feedback we got from our team saying, Hey, so-and-so ordered, or I sold a, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I, it, guys, it legitimately worked. It was, it was a great tool. So I encourage you look into that. We use the zoom platform. Um, because we could have multiple hosts and then we just went live in the event from the Zoom platform is what worked well for us. So, you know, similar to what we mentioned, sending out the invites, giving something away, you know, sharing a little bit of testimony, having live testimonies and getting people engaged. Um, I think that was huge. Um, Alicia, you have anything on live, live events? Um, no, no. I mean, I think you guys pretty much, um, I think you guys pretty much covered it. I mean, it's live events in-person events. I think, you know, like basically your goal is just get people in front of what you have, get people in front of, you know, basically one of my mentors said the person with the most eyes in front of their product wins. And that's something that I think about all the time. The person with the most eyes in front of their products wins. So your goal is to get eyes in front of your products, whether it's in person, online, however it is, the more eyes you get in front of your products, the better chance that you're going to have to be successful selling them, making money, making yeah. that money, girl. Exactly. In person, online, whatever it looks like, whatever works best for you, your family, your team, maybe you're just getting started. You can do team events online. It doesn't just have to be for prospects. If you have teams, you know, that's something that we started a while ago. Um, we do something called power hour every single day. Ideally we try to do it every day, different hosts, everyone, team members, company-wide hop on, um, share different ideas and things like that. So that's just another example of like an online event. There's so many. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode, whether it's live, um, whether it's in person, maybe it's on social media, whatever it looks like, um, getting people engaged and in front of your, your opportunity, just like Alicia said, is what's going to help you grow um, and maintain your business. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week on A3 Life. Hey guys, we're looking for your feedback on our podcast. So if any of the episodes, today's episode or any other that you've ever listened to has taught you, inspired you, uh, fired you up, anything at all, please leave us a feed, some feedback on whichever platform you listen to your podcast.